You're listening to Third Eye Talks, a podcast for the spiritual junkie, with your host, certified life and spiritual coach, Naz Rose. Hello, beautiful listeners, and welcome back to Third Eye Talks. I am your your host, certified life and spiritual coach, Naz Rose. I am so excited to welcome my guest today to talk to us about a topic that I think is so interesting and that I feel like we're going to learn about together because I don't know much about this topic either. And yet it makes complete sense to me um, that that we would uh, use the tools that we're going to describe today. So I'm very excited to welcome Dr. Stacy Scott. Uh, Dr. Uh, Scott is a feng shui practitioner and a self-worth coach and she is joining us from Washington DC. Hi. Hi Hello, Nas. Hello everybody. <laughs> it's going to be a great episode. We're going to be talking about how to heal trauma through your home. Um you know, in in the spiritual world our physical surroundings are so very important and uh, you know, we hear about this um, or we read about this or we hear about this, about how keeping your space uh, clean and clutter free uh, and doing certain things to keep your space clean really does affect your energy. So I can imagine that Stacy's going to teach us some stuff today um, that will take that up a notch and and put it in relation to trauma. So describing to us ways in which we can do things within our home that allows the healing process to take place. So Stacy, um, tell us how did you get started in this kind of area and, and in feng shui? Can you take us a little bit through that? Absolutely. So in true spiritual girl fashion, I was completely burnt out. My doctorate is in occupational therapy. And from being an OT for 10 years in hospital systems, I was stick a fork in me. I was totally toast. So I decided to step away and I took a little spiritual sabbatical for a few months. And within that time, my intuition opened up and came in like a ton of bricks. And I very clearly heard in my head one day, what about feng shui? And I remember even saying back to myself, well, what about feng shui? Like, I did not know what this was. I had never heard of this before. I was already neck deep in the crystals and the past life regressions. Mm -hmm. And I started Googling and I realized feng shui became the answer to all the questions I had been asking myself my entire life. Mm -hmm. And so I just hopped right in and here I am. And by blending my own experiences as a survivor of childhood trauma, I realized just how deeply we are enmeshed with our home environments. And it goes so much deeper than what colors we paint or what our home looks like. It's literally our home is a living, breathing organism that Mm -hmm. has its own personality but also (laughs) there's quite a bit of a tinge of our own energy. And there's so many different ways in there to not only use it as a tool for manifestation, but also use it as a tool for healing, which is what I do with my, my folks. I love that. Oh my gosh. And what a story. I mean, it's beautiful. Um, one of the best things I love about doing this podcast is hearing the stories from my guests and how, 
kind of their purpose just comes to them in these moments where they just either hear it or they dream about it or, you know, they all of a sudden it's just clear to them that they're supposed to be doing something totally different. So I love that you were in this place of, you know, spiritual kind of awakening and this particular topic came to you. I mean, that's really beautiful. I can only imagine you being like, what had, had you, had you practiced feng shui prior to that kind of information coming in or was it like brand new to you? Nas, never. I had never (laughs) even heard about what feng shui was like literally. And then it it became the answer to all of my questions about why home felt like why I felt like I didn't have a good relationship to my space. I never felt rooted. I always felt really anxious Mm -hmm. Um, and how home like really kind of kept almost hurting me until I decided that I was going to help fix my relationship to my home. And then in that way, I realized I fixed my relationship to myself by breaking through perfectionism, anxiety, and fear all by doing kind of turning feng shui on its head a little bit and Mm -hmm. doing it very much in my own way. Wow. That's amazing. There's, um, you know, we, we spoke a little bit before the podcast started and, and my audience knows I have little ones. We recently watched, um, Encanto and I don't know if you've seen it and the, and the, the, one of the beautiful things for me about it is how the home is so involved <laughs> in everything that's going on within the family. You know, there it, ha- it really is its own, like you said, its own organism and it had its own energy. And I think, you know, that was a beautiful message to take away from, from that. Um, and also I love that you point out how, um, how important like our space is is to our energy. I don't know if you've ever read it, but I I recommend this book to everyone that I come across, especially if they have, um, financial or money blocks. It's called, um, it's not your money by Tasha silver. And, um, and she talks very specifically about this and keeping your, she just says, start start cleaning your home. If your home is cluttered, if your home has drawers full of stuff, if your closets are messy, start cleaning. And that's literally her advice for the first like week of the book. Cause the book is you follow it week by week. You read a chapter every week. Mm-hmm. And, um, the first like chapter, the first week, it's just all start cleaning up your space. Right. Because that's how much space affects our energy. And like you said, manifestation. So love that you touched on those points. Cause I think that's a hundred percent, you know, accurate. And we kind of take it for granted sometimes, right. We don't put the two things together. Do you find often when you start working with a client that maybe they haven't really given that as much consideration as you feel they should be? So that's such a fun question. Cause I, it's, I want to draw a comparison to kind of the decluttering and the cleaning conversation, at Mm -hmm. least when it comes to my clients, my women are really visionary spiritual entrepreneurs. They know all of this already. They really know that decluttering opens up channels and pathways in home life and body. Mm -hmm. But what I find is everybody kind of knows, right? That's something that a lot of folks, they come to me and they're like, I know I'm supposed to be doing cleaning and decluttering. 
Mm-hmm. And I, the first thing I tell my folks is please stop stop cleaning right now, unless like there's clearly things you have to do, but stop driving yourself nuts. Yeah. Because what I have found has happened is we've taken on that message and we've actually now made it to the point where we shame ourselves over having too many possessions or, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple of shoes by the door or some dishes in the sink Mm -hmm. I get asked all the time by people who are outside of my work and they're like, oh my gosh, are your clients just such hoarders? And I'm like, wow, what a judgment. (laughs) And no, no one is a hoarder. But Mm -hmm. because of this popular message, we all now believe ourselves to be this like hoarder who is like a bad person. Mm -hmm. So with my clients, I am constantly breaking apart in their subconscious body this idea that if their home isn't perfectly perfect at all times, they're mm-hmm. failing. Yeah. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. So yes, decluttering and cleaning opens up pathways in home life and body to allow beautiful abundance to come towards us. Mm-hmm. But we have, I have found as a culture, taken that message a little too far, and now mm-hmm. we're using it to shame ourselves. Mm. So that's part of my work is kind of healing those pieces within folks, especially high achieving visual, you know, visionary entrepreneurs who tend to be a little bit on the perfectionistic side, because I was too, you know, you wanted to have all these great, beautiful dreams. And sometimes Mm. we can get so wrapped up in them. Yeah. It's actually helping to heal all of the judgments that they're holding against themselves and they're Mm -hmm. holding against their home. Home is not clean enough. Home is not trendy enough. Home is not big enough. Home is not Mm -hmm. organized enough and really helping to remove that judgmental energy from themselves. And I have found that that is an even bigger, better, juicier way of manifesting than Mm -hmm. me telling somebody go clean your closet and perpetuating that kind of anxious energy that Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us feel. So that's kind of like my little soapbox caveat to the (laughs) fluttering conversation. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And that clarifies things. I think, you know, the group that you work with, um, like you said, it's, they, they know the message of decluttering, right? So maybe another group for another group, the decluttering message will open the pathway to start before some groups they've are they they already know that and they've now taken it to the other extreme and so it's releasing and bringing it back to the middle right not so much not so little so it's always about bringing things back to that middle point so i love that um So tell me, take me through um, some tips. How do, if I'm someone who has had a a, a traumatic experience in my life and I want to heal through some of the, um, through, through my home, as you said, how do I begin to do that? And what are some tips that you can give us um, for that? Totally. This is such a lovely question. And I want to add one caveat before I hop into it. is that trauma doesn't always have to be trauma with a big T, especially Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. We know, and if anybody listening is an entrepreneur or is thinking about starting a spiritual business, everything comes up. All of that boy from third grade who told you he didn't like your shoes. So, you know, all of those little experiences that we've had in our lives can come Mm -hmm. up 
into our conscious mind and start to kind of make us feel really kind of weird and icky. Mm -hmm. Um, So it doesn't always have to be trauma with a big T or something like major happening in your life, Mm -hmm. but some really kind of juicy, easy ways to get started with this is this is an exercise I give almost everyone. And for your listeners, it starts like this. You walk outside your front door, you kind of calm and center your energy. You take some nice deep breaths. And then I want you to very easily and calmly open back up your front door and start to notice what are the colors that you first see? What's the energy feel like in your body, if that makes sense to you? What are the smells? What are the sights? What are the things you first lay your eyes on? And then just gently move through your home as you would normally. And that will start to open your eyes to what is actually happening in your space and begin to cultivate an awareness. Our homes go on the back burner because it is so easy to put something down and then kind of forget about it for three weeks, right? Like the pile of laundry Mm -hmm. on the bed that's been sitting there. I'm talking about myself here, right? It's so easy. You get, you get swept up in other things if you have children or if you work from home. So that will slow your body down and make you start to become very aware of what's happening in your world. And then from there, you can start and do like the, oh, wow, I haven't cleaned up that pile of laundry in three weeks. Let me go attack that. Or wow, that dish has really been sitting there for, for that long. I cooked that chicken like a week ago. You know, stuff, stuff like that happens. We are human and it is so normal, but mm-hmm. it's coming back to that awareness piece of like, okay, let me, let me pay a little bit of attention to, to the world that I inhabit every day, my home, my lived existence. So that's a really great exercise and simple to get started with. The other thing that I would love, that I love to tell people is find command position in your home. So what is command position? Command position is any space in a room. So every single room has its own command position. Mm -hmm. And this specific position actually helps take you out of fight or flight. It takes, it kind of helps to turn off your limbic system a little bit. And I know this to be true because of my work as an occupational therapist. Mm -hmm. What it does is it helps support your back and it pulls you out of a a sort of an anxiety spiral or any sort of like mind monkey game that is going on. And it really helps to calm your body. So how Mm -hmm. to find this in your home. I always tell people start to find command position in a bedroom because that's the simplest way to do it. A bedroom has four walls and a door typically. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So what you want to do is stand in the doorway of that bedroom and identify the corner of the room that is diagonal from the door. And then you go and stand in that opposite diagonal corner. I want you to stand there with your back into the corner. So your back Mm -hmm. is protected and you'll Mm -hmm. start to notice you have a sweeping command of the room. Hence why it gets command position. That's where its name comes from. Mm -hmm. You have a sweeping command of the room and your back is supported. Women tell me all the time, they immediately, like it turns off the dial on the anxiety and it turns Mm -hmm. up the power, that innate power of like, oh, I feel really good here. 
So mm. this is a I'm envisioning it as you're saying it and yeah. I can feel the difference. That's amazing. Wow. So I have I people set yeah. <laughs> so people will set up beds and um and desks in this position. Um, but I always have people try it out first because you never know how your body is going to react to taking you out of that fight or flight. Cause so many of us live in a perpetual low state of fight or flight, and we don't even know it. So yeah. start off with just standing in this area of a bedroom and you will start to feel it. And then you can always move your desk if you work from home or your bed into um, a more of a command position. And if you have any confusion with that, you know, reach out to your local feng shui practitioner or myself and <laughs> we can get you going. So those I are some that. just like easy, simple, calm your body and create awareness of your lived existence in your home that will mm-hmm. help you begin to do this work. So going back to, to your first tip, which is kind of come into your home, do, you know, walk through kind of feel, you know, the energy of, of your home and how you feel in it. What happens if you don't, if you don't like the feeling that you have as you do that? Oh, that's such a great question. So I tell people, don't begin to shame yourself. We Mm -hmm. get so many messages from society, friends, family, that home needs to look and function a certain way for it to be correct or Mm -hmm. accurate, or so you're just like everyone else. Mm -hmm. So my, my first thing I would say to anyone is please do not shame yourself. Notice those judgments that are arising Mm -hmm. and nine times out of 10, those are not your judgments to begin with. It was something you picked up from mom and dad, friend and family, or popular society. So just Mm -hmm. to start to make note of the things that really kind of don't make you feel good. Is it the colors on the wall? Is it the way the home is set up? Is it the fact that the first thing you lay your eyes on is a messy table? None of that is an indictment on you as a person. Yeah. All those things are easily shifted. And when we shift those things, we're actually causing an expansion in your self-concept, the internalized set of beliefs that you have about yourself. Mm -hmm. So this is an an awakening, a shadow work process through your home Mm -hmm. done in a very delicate way. So anything can be moved and shifted, but the biggest thing is to not then get stuck in the judgment of the self. Because mm-hmm. by moving and then shifting those things around that really bother you, what's happening is you're paying attention to your nervous system. You're paying attention to the things that are arising into your conscious mind that are potentially judgments or internalized beliefs that might not be yours. This yeah. is the manifestation process. This is beginning that conscious manifestation work by mm-hmm. allowing those things from the subconscious to come up into your field so they can be dealt with. Yeah. So I love that. I love that that way. (laughs) And I love that you said sometimes it's not even your own um, kind of thoughts or feelings, you know, like Mm -hmm. my, my house is um, there's, it's gray and white. I just, I love really standard colors. (laughs) 
And so gray and white, you know, maybe touches of black here and there. Um, And I remember at first when I was trying to decorate my house, I was like, oh, I don't know. And my mom was like, it's so industrial in here. Because, you know, my mom had a very, you know, brown, like neutral, you know, earth tones. And then I thought, no, if I, if I had those colors in my house, I would not be comfortable. To me, this feels peaceful. But I remember having to kind of come around to that and say, no, my home still feels like a home in these colors because it feels like a home to me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to judge how I'm decorating it based on thoughts that aren't even mine, you know? So I, exactly. I love that you touch on that. That's beautiful. Now, um, is there, are there any other kind of big things that you've noticed, any other trends or anything else that you find like really takes, a, that your nervous system really kind of takes a hit um, in the home if we have some of, of those things in place? Or is there any, any other shame around our home or our space that you feel we have to kind of release in general, as spiritual kind of practitioners? (laughs) Yes, that's a beautiful question. And, oh, I'm going to bring up the big M word, minimalism. Mm -hmm. Not everyone really thrives in a minimalistic environment. And when Mm -hmm. you begin to heal your nervous system, which is truly the foundation for really being able to become a really great, in my world, a great manifester and a really amazing spiritual practitioner is healing the nervous system. So when you begin to heal it, you might find that you no longer identify with minimalism. You might want to go to the opposite end, or you might find you're somewhere more in the middle. So by no longer judging yourself. Cause this is where that clutter comes in. That minimalism and that clutter conversation are very linked and they are different. Minimalism mm-hmm. is, a, is a style of living. Whereas clutter, you know, when it's, it's clutter, it's very often people are aware of like, yeah, that's, that's something I just can't deal with. So I've been hiding it away. That's mm-hmm. very different than a minimalistic type of lifestyle. So don't hold yourself hostage to this desire or this popular idea that minimalism is the end-all be-all. Your nervous system truly might not jive with where you are in your healing journey with that more minimalistic, the fewer possessions lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I noticed at least with me, um, and this is part of my story, in college, because I was not spiritual yet, I was running from my own childhood trauma. And in order for me to control, because I wasn't dealing with my pain, what I did was I projected my pain and my need for control onto my space. Mm-hmm. So I was gung-ho minimalism. Everything went. I mean, if, if a pillow was even out of alignment, I had to fix the pillow because I'd notice it and it would drive me crazy. Yeah. And I took that on as part of my personality of like, oh, that's just me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me. It was me not dealing with my pain and running from it and then projecting it onto my space. Yeah. As I began healing, what happened was I went to the opposite end of the spectrum. I then I had much more possessions. You know, I would even go so far as to say the word clutter. I wasn't really taking care of my space as much as I could have. But I didn't shame myself for that because I knew I was in a very deep healing state and I needed things to just be 
more static, more Mm -hmm. silent, less movement. And then as I really came out of a lot of that really deep, deep healing, I now know I'm somewhere in the middle. I love that. So you don't ignore minimalism and now maximalism is the new hot (laughs) word. I just put a post up about this. I love that we're showing both ends of the spectrum. Don't get caught up in what you think you should have. Really pay attention to what you think you need. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And, And that's, you know, I always like to share moments of vulnerability on my show and like tell my listeners, you know, just because, um, you know, I am a coach and I teach about spirituality and I coach women through, it doesn't mean that I, that I have all the answers and that I'm perfect and that nothing ever bothers me. Um, and so I like to show those moments of transparency and showing my listeners that I'm, I still work through things and that our lifetimes are about working really through so much. And that's one of the things that showed up for me. Um, And it's funny that you're touching on it. It's, you know, I have my own same thing, childhood trauma, you know, and and I wasn't with my parents for a couple of years when I was very young. And I think that that showed up in the way that I liked to leave my home nice and like very, very clean every single night. And I think it was me looking for a... um, a sense of predictability and a sense of control um, because, you know, I had experienced that lack of control as a child. So it was like, like you said, every, every day it's, you know, leave the house perfectly clean. And then I had kids (laughs) and my kids were like, listen, lady, deal with the trauma because it's happening. Okay. We are, we are going to dirty the house and you are going to, you know, you're not going to be able to control everything. And so I love that you touch on that because, you know, having sometimes people think like, oh, if my house is cluttered, it means that I, you know, that something is wrong with me. But there are plenty of people who have impeccable homes with deep trauma, right? Working with very, very deep things. So, you know, it's not about, like you said, minimalism or maximalism. I think it's just noticing how much of our nervous kind of system and our energy relies on our home being a certain way. And if we feel triggered by that, then it means, Hey, there's something here. Yeah. And I have found when I start to move spiritual women away from some of that projection, we'll use the term onto their space. Mm -hmm. that's when the real amazing manifestation begins because I didn't just paper over it with put a crystal in this corner or paint Mm -hmm. your front door red. I didn't paper over your wounds. Mm -hmm. What we did was we truly opened up energetic pathways in your body, your mind, and your home. And that's why my clients have had such explosive wins like $50,000 coming into their fields and a new job that's like perfect for her or, you know, three brand new clients coming in in a day, like one day after we did an inner child healing session, I had another client who did a meditation with me and like, she got a $3,600 check. Like I am talking about this stuff is so very worth it. This is Mm -hmm. shadow work in a new and different way, but 
the gifts and the juju and the opportunities and the money that flows in when you are in true alignment between home body. I mean, rather um, body and home Mm -hmm. that is just explosive. Wow. I love that. Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, Stacy, I have enjoyed all of your tips so much. And I know that my listeners are probably going to have questions after, or they're going to want to, you know, explore this on their own. So can you um, tell us where to find you, where we can get more information about what you do? Yes. And thank you for this conversation. This was beautiful. <laughs> you can find me. I'm very active on Instagram. You can find me at I am Stacy Scott. S-T-A-C-Y-S-C-O-T-T. And I have a, if you want to hop on my email list, you'll get a very juicy, very detailed, because I don't always shut up, like 25 (laughs) page. I'm a New Yorker. I don't shut up. Um, (laughs) It's a very juicy 25 page guide on how to begin this work for yourself and how to just understand each energetic center in your home. There's nine energy chakras in your home and getting to understand how that energy plays a role and influences your life is a really beautiful way to start. And you get that just in the first email that gets sent out. You can find that in the link in my bio. So I love that. I don't know about you guys, but I am going to download the guide because I want to know about the nine chakras in my home. And I want to work through that. Our home really is such a huge, um, just factor this, like you said at the beginning, living kind of organism that really affects our energy. So if you find yourself in a position where you feel that you know, there's something in your home that you, you know, that's either a reflection of how you're feeling, or you just want to freshen up your space and regulate your nervous system and release any shame around how your home looks or feels. Definitely go and follow Stacy. I am Stacy Scott, as she said on Instagram, and go and download the guide and check out the nine chakras with me. I'm going to go and do that myself. Stacy. I've so enjoyed having you. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and for, you know, just telling us these, this beautiful message, which I think is, you know, release the shame around your home, how it looks, how it feels. Um, And, you know, I I've enjoyed this and I hope my listeners have too. listeners. I will see you next time on third eye talks. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Nas. This was wonderful. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye (laughs) Thank you for listening to Third Eye Talks, a podcast for the spiritual junkie brought to you by Believe It Life Coaching. Follow us on Instagram at Believe It Coach or visit our website for more information. Believe It Life Coaching dot com.